that was the defining moment when I realized, wow, I had tenacity. That's what I had. I had tenacity mm-hmm. and I had a lot of faith. The confidence came just by trying and succeeding and doing the next thing. And I never stopped. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that just become unstoppable. If you make a mistake, try again. If you fall on your face, get up. If you don't like what you're doing, move and go somewhere else, right. you know, where you live in at work or anything. It wasn't confidence. It was a feisty little girl that came into this world that wasn't going to let anything or anybody push her around and crush her spirit. Are you over 40? Do you feel like you're stuck? Maybe you've always had this knowing that you're meant to do more. Well, on the other side of fear is exhilaration. Your life has purpose. You were born to make an impact. Dear Midlife is about triumphing over life's adversities together and empowering women over 40 to navigate with strength and courage all of the messiness of life. Hi, I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, full-time single mother of two teenage girls, world traveler, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired little girl living in a grown woman's body that's still full of spunk, charm, and sass with a sprinkle of some black girl magic. We are both a work in progress, and together we are here to link arms with you as we make it our mission to be our best selves and share tips, tricks, and expert advice through no-holds-barred conversations for navigating the ups and downs that come with living life in the middle. Hey ladies, you know, Trinity and I have started to shift our attention to this idea of identity. I don't know if you women out there have ever felt like you have reached a point in midlife where you just feel stuck or maybe you don't know who you are anymore. And we are really in that space right now. And so we are inviting guests on our podcast that will help us to identify how we move beyond this point, how we can reclaim our own identity. And our guest today, Gloria Coppola, is one of those women. Gloria Coppola is a coach, an author, and she helps women really get aligned with their story. And she has a story to tell herself. She has been divorced, widowed, struggled through a narcissistic relationship, built a successful business while raising two kids, only to be embezzled by a crooked accountant who took advantage of her while she was mourning the death of her husband. She's overcome and grown stronger and risen above it all. She's healed from emotional and physical trauma, reinvented herself time and time and time again. And Gloria has proved to us women in midlife that, you know, the only limits that we have are the limits that we place upon ourselves. She encourages us to own our own power, take control of our lives and get off our asses and make life happen. She reminds us that life is what we make it and that power comes with inspired action. Ladies, you are in control of your own destinies. So get out there, make it happen, and let's welcome our guest today, Gloria Coppola. Welcome, 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 dear midlife listeners. We are very excited today to welcome Gloria Coppola to the show, a life coach and a storytelling coach who is here to share with us her story. So I want you all to sit back. I want you to grab a glass of wine, 
maybe cozy up to the fire if it's not too hot where you are and get ready for story time because Gloria is going to share an amazing story with us about her life, the trials and tribulations she went through and her time of overcoming into triumph and reinvention. And along the way, we'll pick up some tips on how we can do that ourselves. So welcome, Gloria, to the show. We're so happy you're here. Welcome, Thank Gloria. You. Thank you, ladies. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Absolutely. I mean, would it be a Dear Midlife podcast if it wasn't fun? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, Gloria, we just, we, the moment we saw your story, we knew we had to have you on the show. We talk so much about how to really reinvent our lives, which doesn't start at midlife, but oftentimes it starts on reflecting back on the journey and where we've come from. And sometimes the healing along the way that has to happen from our, our big T traumas and our little T traumas, and sometimes things in childhood that, that have happened. And when we saw your story, we were like, Oh, Gloria needs to come on and give us a story time because this woman has been through the ringer and the madness, she has come out the other side smelling like a rose, shining like a star. So Gloria, we would love for you to take us back and um, share your story and let's have a conversation about where you've come from. So imagine you're married because that's what you were trained to do and the perfect wife. Mm. And do it well. Mm. And over time, you realize that you got married too young And maybe the person you married really wasn't aligned with who you were because at the time you didn't know who you were. Mm -hmm. And then your heart starts to feel things, right? And you try to talk to your partner and they're like this. They don't hear it. They don't understand because they're happy. You're cleaning the house. You're making the meals. You're wiping diaper asses. Doing all your little wifely duties. You're doing it all, right? And then the day comes that you get knocked over the head one way or another, everybody gets it in a different way. And you're like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, and I remember the moment I got down on my hands and knees and I said, God, what am I teaching my children? Hmm. And I heard you're teaching and they have no choice. That was a powerful moment in my life. And I was in my late twenties when that happened and my kids were little and you know, like, what am I going to do now? Like, you know, I don't know really who I am. I know that I got a lot of gifts. You know, I was, I was crafting all the crafts. I was buying the, the cabbage patch materials way back when, you know, when they yes. could come in the stores, I was painting. I was sewing the ruffles on the curtains. You name it. I could bake anything. <laughs> you took Susie Homemaker to a whole new level. Yes. <laughs> but I really didn't know who I was. Mm. I thought I did, yeah. but I didn't. So one day something happened that really shocked me kind of into a new reality. And I already had had a job, even though he didn't want me to work because he preferred me in in my jeans and my sweatshirts where nobody can really see who I was. Yes. And he didn't like that. I was working for a professional, another male in my life and things got heated. And I just decided, you know, uh, this is not how I should be treated. This is not the life that is taking me somewhere at the point. I didn't know exactly where it was. All right. But I knew nothing was aligned. And this is something even in life coaching, I talk to people, you know, my, my mentors were people like Bob Proctor, where I, mm. 
threw tons of money into and other famous people like that. And, you know, we talk about what do we attract in our life, but I want to give you all the first tip. What are you aligning with? Because you can attract anything, but are you aligned with it? And that's where this journey began to take me to figure that out. Wow. So tell us what happened. What was that magic moment when you realized, you know, okay, I've attracted this marriage, good, bad, or indifferent. And I've attracted, you know, all of this that I have around me. And I know that I'm unfulfilled. I know that this is not the life that I want to live. So you chose, I'm not aligning myself with this. Tell us what that was like. How did you do that? Especially, you know, we're, we're, you were in your Mm twenties and I'm assuming, you know, he had probably kept you under his thumb. Like you're not going to build all of these amazing other skills. It wasn't like you were going to go off and be an attorney. You had to figure things out. So what was that like? And talk to us about that shift. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to touch upon a big issue that's out there that a lot of women don't talk about. Okay. There's different forms of abuse. There's mental, there's emotional, there's psychological, and there's physical. At the time, I didn't realize mine was more emotional and psychological until one day he went out to drink with his brother and he was not a drinker. This is what was unusual. But when people are under the influence or anything, their real personalities can come out. Yeah. And that night he accused me of something that was not true and pulled my hair in the bed. That mm-hmm. was the defining moment. Now, some people have said to me, oh, you, you, you decided to get divorced because of that. No, that was the defining moment that showed me the capability of where this relationship can go if I stay in it and I was not going to. Yeah. So for all the women out there that struggle with this, and I know it's hard. I even have one of my authors who is an attorney that came from domestic abuse and became an attorney because of that. Many women stay in these situations because they have kids. I had kids. I was in my late twenties. How am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to take care of my kids? Well, there are ways we can get off our butts <laughs> and we can go Isn't find that what Kim Kardashian said. get off your ass and work (laughs) there you go get off yeah and so I already had you know a job my kids were in school so I had a job and I got I talked to my boss and he's like you're not staying there for another slap punch whatever pull hair not and he helped me get out of there really fast now my children don't know this story they're grown now they don't know this story I was going to the podcast we hope yes (laughs) yes yes But, you know, I wasn't the type of person that wanted to bash their dad. That was another thing that I was very mindful of. That doesn't serve the kids. So when we talk about being a single mom and trying to raise our kids, if we really want to find out who we are, you know, how deep do you live in your own integrity? Because if you're bashing, you know, the person that you did love at one point in time, and now your children hear this and they don't understand what's going on, that's not going to make it any easier at all. So that was another thing that I really became aware of, because at the time, a lot of the women I knew were going through divorces and all they were doing was male bashing doesn't Mm. solve the problem. The problem is not even a problem. The awareness has to come back to ourselves. Like you had said earlier, who are we? And so a journey of exploration began even at this young age, even though I didn't know where I was going. But the thing I found out by working for this professional was I had determination. 
I was smart. I didn't just know how to bake cookies. I ran his business that was failing into a multi-million dollar medical practice within one year. That's right, girl. Oh, I love it. So, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm worthy, you know? And I was learning things along the way and I didn't stop. I was unstoppable. I had to prove to myself I could raise my kids. I could support myself that I didn't need him if he should lash back in some way, which eventually he did a few years later. He refused to pay child support. And I know women have gone through this too. Well, you know what? I don't need your child support. I don't need it because I was doing so well. And and I went from starting out to just, just be, I hate to say just be, it's not true. Just be a receptionist, but that receptionist can change a business. And in, in one year I became the business manager because of everything I saw that was going on. So all these skill sets that we as mothers have, when we know how to take care of a child, we know how to take care of a business too. Right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so, we are running six figure, yes. seven figure businesses right here in our homes. Exactly. Only every day getting paid for it, every single day. So this gave me the confidence. He was very supportive. You know, Um, he basically turned over his whole business to me. He didn't even want to see what I was doing. I mean, he trusted me that impeccably that when he started with three people, once I took over, we had a huge staff. We had another company he wanted to develop. And he he came in my office and he's like, this is what I want. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? Well, you find out. You find out how to do things just like a mom. Do we know everything about raising a child? How many times have you said to yourself, I wish it came with a book? I wish this came with a manual. Exactly. And you know what we have in spades? We have a figure it out factor. Yeah, Mm -hmm. figure it out factor. And it worries me a little bit. I see these younger kids and I'm sure I sound like my mother and her mother before her now at this point. I see these younger kids and I'm like, oh, get off your phone. But they just don't seem to have the same figure it out factor as they go along. Like, I'm going to figure this out and get it done. And whether it's at home with the kids and, you know, for the first time your kid throws up something or does something that you're like... Nobody in the history of life has ever seen this before, but you figure it out, don't you? Figure it Those out. transferable skills. Absolutely. Transferable skills that you took to your role and created an amazing business for this man with your figure it out factor. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up some of those things about what, what we have or don't have or think we have. If we can push out a baby. <laughs> Think about it. Think about the pain and pushing out that baby that you think it's the hardest thing you're going through in that moment. And then yet you hold that baby and what happens? You forget about the pain. It's no different than a business or anything you want to achieve in life. It's no different. It is uncomfortable. It can be painful, but the rewards of holding what you create, it's, it's like, you know, the love of your life. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you had a moment of clarity there, Gloria, where you were feeling overwhelmed. You had stepped away from this relationship that you had discovered was, you know, becoming a a space that was maybe unsafe for you, not setting the right example for your kids. And here you are facing all of these challenges. What was the defining moment where you really did sit back? Was there a moment that you said, I've got this? Because I recognize that your marriage seems similar to what mine was. And 
when I came out of that marriage, I felt lost and felt broken. And so it wasn't um, an overnight occurrence to me that I am capable. So what was that defining moment for you where you really had this reality check where, hey man, I'm running this million dollar business and if I can do that, I can do anything. What was, was there some moment in time? Yeah, there was actually. You know, like he was saying, all this takes time. The personal development takes time. First, you heal your heart from what you think is a failure in your marriage. Mm. But because I was in a position to take whatever skill sets, whatever practicality, whatever I had within me to change that business, I realized I could do it for myself. But I didn't have the support of outside people. The defining factor was when this particular professional came in and gave me that opportunity to create a new business for him. Mm. And it was successful. And we would brainstorm. And I realized I have something here. I wasn't quite sure what it was. I have something here. And because of working you know, for several years with him, I, my confidence was building. My self-esteem was building. I still had the, the, the divorce issues and all of that. It was still there. But what I did was I focused on moving forward, not back there. And the defining moment was the day that I realized I can do my own business. And I started looking around for places to rent. I wanted to open a holistic center back in a time when no one knew what the word meant. Mm. And, you know, I, I was going to classes to, you know, learn about homeopathy, herbology, iridology, massage, energy work, you name it, all of this stuff. And here I was going to take a leap in something that was not popular. Like, why not just open a bakery? Hello, you know how to bake cookies, right? <laughs> we all like cookies. <laughs> right, and cupcakes and things. But I decided to look around and I had remembered a place that was for rent that we had actually looked for my boss, but we didn't take it. And I went back and it was still available. And the guy remembered me and I told him what I wanted to do, but I didn't have the money to do it. And that's what usually stops people. This is my defining factor. The courage that came from somewhere because I would never ask for help before. I was the helper. So if you're listening, learn to ask for help because you might be amazed that somewhere there's an angel out there that will say yes. And this man who happened to be a lawyer, okay, loved money. He said yes to me. And this is what I asked him. I said, I can't afford this place and it needs to be built out. And I don't have the money, but I have an amazing, brilliant idea that I think you will love that will not only fill this space, but your entire complex here, because it will bring people from all over. And I start, I don't even know where the words came wow. from. Like they were inspired. And he looked at me because the building, a lot of it was empty for a long time. He said, we're going to do it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then I went, oh my God, he said, yes. What did I get myself what into? I so I didn't I stop there. I didn't stop there. I said, well, what I'm going to need is three months free rent on top of this. And he said, okay. Now it took him almost nine months to do the build out. He never asked me for a nickel. Wow. Then I had, I wanted to do certain things in there to beautify it. And I bartered with people. There was, there's always something you can barter and trade in your life. Go bake cookies and have them come in and paint your place, whatever it is, you know? And so now this beautiful place was happening and I'm sitting there going, 
oh my God, this is real. Like I manifested what, whatever I was being driven to do. And I never had it on a dream board at the time. I never had a goal set that way. This was something that I just had to follow my gut intuition and take a leap. And I took a large unit and people said to me, don't go big like that. I said, well, I'm going to give it a shot. And then the unit next door came available six months later. And you know what I did, ladies? I rented it. And everyone said, you're making a mistake. You never do that the first three years. It wasn't a mistake. You have to learn to take chances in life. If you're going to stay stuck in fear, in your comfort zone, you will never achieve the things that you want. And when crisis turns up, you're not going to know how to get through it. And I had many crises in my life. But because of trusting, listening to intuition, finding that alignment, you know what? I'm sitting here with you and you know how old I am, ladies? Take a guess. I would put you in your late 50s. 67 years old. Ooh. 67 years old and just reinvented myself three years ago when the pandemic happened. Oh, wow. That's okay. A, I love this story. So I just, and I always want to encourage, inspire people out there, not just women, but obviously, you know, I'm about women's empowerment. There is always something waiting for you. But if you're caught up in your pain, in your hurt, in your drama, and you're not getting off your ass, then you're always going to stay there. Mm. And, And there's something waiting for you out there. There really is. I love that story, but you know, I feel like it, there is something within you and I feel like it's almost this persistent belief in self that you knew your gut was right to talk to this man. And you said the words were inspired. You knew it was the right thing to rent out the space next door. And it was almost a sense of grit. I am not going to fail because I am in control of my own destiny. So how did you get to that place where you had such a level of innate confidence? Because I didn't, I didn't have confidence. I didn't, you know what I, I realized in writing my book recently, I came into this world feisty. I came in feisty. I defied everything, things that I was told I couldn't do, you know, And I had to fight for who I wanted to be in the world, you know, in my home with a big family, you know, I didn't feel like I had confidence, to be honest with you, but I pretended I had it. Mm. So, you know, when they say, fake it till you make it, I I faithed it until I made it. Okay. Mm. And, and that's what I began to realize is that, yes, there was something in there, but the confidence, I'm going to be honest with all of you out there, confidence didn't come until I was 50 and I accomplished a lot of things. I did not feel confident inside till I looked in the mirror at the age of 50 and said, damn girl, (laughs) you're freaking amazing. Like, hello, you're beautiful. You're intelligent. Look what you accomplished. Why didn't you see this? And I know a lot of women feel that way. They can do things, but they don't really own it until a certain stage in their life. And I do believe for myself, that, that was the defining moment when I realized, wow, I had tenacity. That's what I had. I had tenacity and I had a lot of faith. The confidence came just by trying and succeeding and doing the next thing. And I never stopped. 
And I always tell people that just become unstoppable. If you make a mistake, try again. If you fall on your face, get up. If you don't like what you're doing, move and go somewhere else, right. you know, where you're living at work or anything. It wasn't confidence. It was a feisty little girl that came into this world that wasn't going to let anything or anybody push her around and crush her spirit. That's what it was. And but you know what else that is? It's courage. It's courage. It's courage to step out afraid and mm-hmm. broken mm-hmm. and unsure and lacking self-confidence and yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. And, and take yeah. the step anyway, at not yeah. knowing whether you are going to win or lose, sink or swim, fail or succeed. And it's courage. And that courage, continual yeah. courage will turn into confidence. And sometimes I was scared of shit too. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, yes. you know? yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember actually the day that I owned courage. It's interesting that you brought that up. I love to travel. I was in Peru on a sacred journey about 25 years or so ago. And one of the sites they took us to, Amaru Muru, which just looks like an old stone solid wall. And the shaman did a little blessing and stuff and told us, well, we were guided because he spoke in his language to go up to this wall one at a time and just be, be with it. No expectations, just be with it. And I, I was the last one to go up. And I had a vision, an amazing vision of this beautiful puma, which is like a tiger. Mm-hmm. This beautiful puma in 5D came inside of me and I wasn't afraid. I had courage. And I kept asking, like, what does this mean? And the shaman, no matter where I went, would not tell me until the end that the puma represented courage. But they all asked me one question. Were you afraid? And my response was no. So that's another big piece of this. Don't be afraid. Take the chance. The courage is inside. I believe in all of us. It's just sometimes we're beaten down. We, you know, it's hard to get back up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's the hard thing, right? When you're beaten down and it is hard to get back up. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know too, what was the catalyst for you taking that moment to look in the mirror and say, I am successful? Because I think that's something that as women don't do enough of, and we don't take into consideration, even the small, like, like you said, having a baby, Growing a human is a massive accomplishment, but we don't take credit for those things because they're expected of us. We don't take credit for all the damn birthday cakes we freaking baked for all the kids all through the years. We don't take the credit. And so what was the catalyst for you to stand there and look in the mirror and take the credit? Because I think that's something that we women need to do sooner. Absolutely. My journey wasn't easy. It didn't stop with what I just shared with all of you. Okay. I married a soulmate after 10 years. Mm. All right. And we spent four years together, got married six months later, there was a tragedy in our life and he was missing for a week during Christmas. I was literally out of my mind. I was always able to handle emergency crises, but this one cut me to the core. He was found dead. Oh, And my world rocked. And for the first time in my life, I went into the deepest, darkest depression because I was always the one, hey, come on, let's go be happy. Let's let's go do stuff. And I I experienced all the grief I held inside of me for 40 something years. Mm. 
like everything, the losses of my parents and two brothers. And, and this one just blew me away in that moment, like the pieces were shattered. So while I was in the healing process and, and I've got two businesses I'm running, right. Which was yeah. successful. Little do I know my accountants embezzling me because I wasn't functionable. So what I, through a year of this grieving and trying to find myself and trying to heal, all right, I decided to sell the house that we had just built and moved in. Okay. I couldn't afford it on my own. I was back to square one. My kids were grown. So I basically had myself, although my daughter lived with me, but it was another starting overtime. And so now I've lost my mind, literally lost my soulmate, lost the house, And I was soon to find out in about six months that I didn't have a business, okay? I didn't have the money to run the business. What I did was I sold everything. I took two suitcases and I did something I always wanted to do my whole life and never did because there was always an excuse. I went to Hawaii for a month. I went to Hawaii for a month and stayed eight years. Because when I got the notice that my taxes weren't being paid and my teachers weren't being paid. I'm like, what is going on? You know, and I did a little research and IRS told me my name was forged on documents. So I was like, whoa, but I'm still in a grieving process and a transformation process. And people were like, because I had a, I had a malpractice suit too going on, which I had to give up because I'm such a good private detective. I found out things that were highly illegal, okay? And you need a lot of money to go to the next level. So I'm dealing with all of this. This wasn't just like, oh, she went to Hawaii, yay, her. No, my plate was not only full, but every plate was cracking. Now I had to fly back and show up in my office and confront these people that were doing this to me. And the woman that was running my business, the minute she saw me, she said, don't tell my husband. So see, she knew. I said, don't tell your husband. Do you know I can put you in prison? You forged my signature, but your accountant told me to. Now, the accountant also paid himself a full year's salary for doing nothing, basically, except for robbing me blind. Mm. So I'm contending with all of this. And guess what? Had to rebuild my life again. So this was in my mid-40s. Wow. This was in my mid-40s. And by the time I hit 50, I was so sick and tired of all the bullshit that was going on in life and all the, all the knocking down and all. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, why am I not, why do I have all these lessons? That moment when I looked in the mirror and realized I had courage, I had tenacity, I had faith, I had confidence. That was the defining moment in my life that I could do, even though I was doing a lot, I could do and be anybody I want. And I didn't even need anybody to do it. It never did. But that's when the confidence happened. That's when I realized, damn girl, you've been through a divorce. You've been through losing your husband. You lost your home. You got embezzled. You went through major transformation of healing. It was deep, deep spiritual healing. And fortunately, the right people were in my life with shaman and kahuna and all that helped me kick, scream, and cry into the depths of your soul mm. to, to break open. Like they say, when they, you know, when something cracks open, the light comes in. Well, that's yeah. what happened. That's what happened. So that's yeah. why it took me a little longer. And yes, we shouldn't wait that long to see how beautiful, how amazing we are. 
Wow. I'd love to know more about your spiritual healing as you went through what sounds to be like your third transformation here. At least. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What were some of the steps that you had to take to embark on that spiritual healing journey? And if you were to give us some tips on where we would start, what would those tips sound like? Well, you know, I did the typical counseling I did all the workshops. I did it all. And then when I was studying with the kahuna, we said it, we talked about it before this show. Who are we? Yes. Well, I got confronted with that question. And when the answer wasn't acceptable, the force behind the words from the kahuna were more challenging. But who are you? And you come up with something else. And they tell you right away, you're not to say you're a mom, a teacher, this, that. You cannot use those words because that's, that's just a defining thing of what you do in your life. But who are you? Mm-hmm. And I, prior to this whole uh, training we were in, there were some uh, like inspirational cards, kind of like that they passed out and told us to pick one. And we weren't to show it to anybody until that evening when this challenge came up. So I kept getting yelled at, literally getting yelled at. Okay. Who are you? And, you know, you sit there and go like, am I the wind? Am I the sun? Am I, you know, and then I took the card and I read it one more time and I had to own it. I got the kahuna card. So I said, I am kahuna. Then I was accepted into the circle because I owned the strength behind what that journey means. So if you've ever gone a shaman journey or kahuna journey, you know, you live through many deaths. You have to have that spiritual journey. You then, then that's not the end. That's the beginning. <laughs> that's the beginning. But I had to own that. And, and I'd be like, I'm not worthy of that. Oh my God, that's a big name. That's, oh no, that's not me but I had to say it in a way that I believed it. And from that point on my studies, my spiritual journey was, was traveling around in different places to study with shaman and kahuna and their questions are not easy. Right. Mm. And I want to unpack that a little bit more if you don't mind, because one of the things I believe you said early on in the conversation was that you help support others overcome their limiting beliefs. And so when I hear your story, what I hear you really expressing is your own personal limiting beliefs. And thank you so much for being vulnerable in that space to share what those were with us. So, and you had shaman there pressing you with these profound, deep, and rooted questions about who you are, what do you do to help others overcome their limiting beliefs? Because I think that's something that so many of us really struggle with are those limiting beliefs. One of the hardest things that I have to do is exactly what my mentors did to me, put the mirror in front of your face, okay? People may not want to hear it just like I didn't. But if they're willing, you have to be willing. If you're willing and you're tired of the way things were and you're willing to have that true, honest look in the mirror at yourself and somebody, and I don't do it in a nasty way, although it triggers people anyway, because they know it it hits a chord. But if we're playing victim in life and nobody is bringing that towards you and you keep playing victim, but you think it's everybody else, Mm. I'll just maybe throw a question out there. Like, what are you mirroring back in your own life? Mm. 
And if they don't see that, then I might ask them some other questions. But the thing is, through my journey, I became extremely more gifted than I ever was. I've always been gifted. But part of that was the gift of understanding how to help people access their soul purpose. What are their blocks? A block isn't just, you know, oh, yes, we have a limiting belief system. But what is blocking that limiting belief system? And why does it keep showing up over and over in different areas of our lives when we take different risks? That is a gift I have been given to be able to tap into and, and, and guide people, you know, it's not like, oh, well, you're blocked because you're not doing this. That's not what it's like. That's the dimension that we live in, that we're used to living in. It's got to have one, two, three. Mm. Through all the stuff that I have experienced and done, I've been shown to, to unlimit and unblock this other level of consciousness to be able to work with people so they can do the same. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. So is um, the transformation story of Gloria over or was there more transformation either that you've gone through and is there more transformation to come? Well, it never stops. <laughs> it never stops. Absolutely. Um, I had another divorce. <laughs> yes. Yep. And I don't jump into relationships. That's the thing I want to put out there. I am not a woman who needs a man. Okay. There are big, huge gaps in my life because I am working on myself. But someone came into my life and you know, we were just in a relationship for, for several years. And then we moved, it was in Hawaii, we moved back here. And then eventually we decided to get married. But on some level, I think we both knew we weren't aligned, but you do things anyway sometimes, yeah. right? But so that happened. And the family, I think, was more upset than I was. You know, so I got through it. I went through what I had to go through and pick myself up. And I've been now single 12 years. And so I have reinvented myself again over and over. But then three years ago, because I, I was teaching, I was teaching internationally. And of course, pandemic hit and everything kind of yeah. stopped, which meant my business was stopped. Um, but what happened right before that, this is what I want to encourage you all out there. If you get a feeling, if you have a dream, if you have an intuition or signs are coming to you and you're like, oh, I can't do that. Well, what happened is a year prior to the whole pandemic, I saw a beautiful photo on Facebook, right? Now, when you, anything, when something pulls you in, do you ever have that feeling when something pulls you in, you're like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I think I need to find out. Yeah. So I, I reposted and I said to people, where is this? Like, I knew I had to be there. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know why. So this is where you've got to let go of the, the limiting and beliefs on where you're supposed to be, what you can accomplish, because if you listen to it and truly follow through, it's going to lead you and prepare you for things to come. We didn't know we were going to be shut down, right? We didn't know that. So this was 2019. So I put it up and everybody says to me, oh, that's Lake Louise in Canada. I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Well, then I get a message. It says, focus on what I show you, not what you fear. So I typed that on there and made my own Facebook banner with it. And I looked at it every day. And I said to a friend at the time, I don't know how. So this is the thing. We always want to know how. I don't know how. I don't know when. But what I do know is I'm going to be there. And I said, in October, I just blurted it out. Now, now May comes along. And I get an invite to speak in Calgary, Canada, 
in October. Oh, stop. I kid you not. So, so here it is. So, right. Like it took only a few months to manifest that because I didn't say, no, I can't get there. No, this is not what I want to do. And that's what a lot of people do. The, I can't, I just said, okay. So I accepted the offer and then I made the arrangements and about two weeks prior, I had got a hold of my former graphic designer who lived up in Washington state. And I said, do you, do you want to meet me there? Because like, I got the extra bed in the room. She goes, oh my God, I had a dream last night that I was there with you. Oh, I love wow. It. So this is how things align going back to the beginning of this whole conversation. So we go up there. It's the first place we go. I knew I wasn't there just to speak. I knew I was there to trust what was coming. And that night I have a dream and I sit up. I don't talk in my sleep. I sit up. She's got earplugs in because she's used to wearing them because her husband snores. I sit up and um, I said to her, we have to write a book called Women Standing Strong Together. She's pulling out her earplugs and she goes, okay. And we both went back to sleep. This is actually the first, this was the book. Oh oh my gosh. So we had, yep. This is all for women, women's empowerment. And I didn't know how to put books together back then, but I, I was, I built a million dollar, multi-million dollar practice for a professional. I can do this, right? I can do that. It's just a little book. It's just a little (laughs) book. So it's October, mid-October when all this happens and some of these ladies that I met at the speakers event and stuff, they're they're like, yeah, we'd love to tell our story because if you're an author, you get on stage better, right? Easier. So I had, so in two and a half months, I helped them put their stories together, learned about publishing. My friend who happened to be a designer created the cover January 1st of 2020. Now pandemic wasn't announced just yet, right? Oh, right. I published the print book and it goes number one bestseller on the first day. I think I'm done. I hear you've only just begun. So here I am in my 60s, right? Yes. Taking a complete learning everything I can possibly learn. Because if I can build other people's businesses, I can build anything I want for myself. And so can each of you out there. You can do it. But you got to trust these messages, these signs, you know, that come through because you just don't know where it's going to take you. So now what, almost three years later, I've helped over 50 people publish their books, whether it's been in an anthology or their personal novels. I never dreamt this. This was not on my vision board. So somebody said, well, wait a minute, but you do vision boards. I pulled out my vision board back in January, 2019. I looked at one from two years prior And you know what it said on the top? Women, powerful, potential, purpose. Do you know what the name of my company is? Powerful, potential, and purpose. Oh my God. Isn't that incredible? That's the name that came to me several years later. I I wasn't even putting it together. Even putting it together. So these are the things you have to pay attention. If you jot something down, maybe it's not on a vision board yet, but maybe you jot it down. That energy, that thought is powerful. Now, if you see a coincidence or a synchronicity, pay attention to it yeah. because those are the steps. Like when you asked me earlier, what are the steps that you do and you take? I pay attention to signs and symbols and dreams and other people's, you know, like they'll say something and you go, oh, yeah. yeah, like, oh my gosh, it's so freaking true, right? So that's the steps you take. 
honor and respect all of this information that's right before your eyes and go for it. Just go for it. What's the worst possible thing? You fall right. down, you pick yourself up again, right? That's right. And so you've just finished writing a book as well. Isn't that right? Yep. It's going to be published in August. Yeah. And, and the character in there is based on my life. Of course, it's okay. a fiction book, but it's based on my life with some embellishments because people like romance and all that. <laughs> but the girl, Lexi, is a feisty 17-year-old determined to break out of her family and travel. And that's what she did. She got on a plane, went to Italy. She was on a train. And, and this, this is true in my life too, okay? Just to show you yes. how, the, how this manifests. When, we, when I was getting off the train in Florence, Italy at 3 a.m. in the morning, there was an Italian guy that was in the cabin and an older couple and stuff with my friends and I, but he followed me out while we were getting off and our luggage was flown off and he kind of tapped me on the shoulder. He spoke only Italian. I didn't understand most words in Italian. Finally, some lady says to me, I'm 17. He's probably mid-20s. She said, he's proposing to you. I jumped off the train and went, ciao. <laughs> so the story is about, do you ever forget it, ever regret any decision? Like if you had made a different choice in your life, yeah. how would it have turned out? And so Lexi goes through all these different adventures, a lot of stuff that's taken from my own real life. And she is teaching people how to pay attention to the signs. And when you don't, because here's what happened, desire comes in, right? oh, well, things are going smooth and I'm here and this is really fine. And, you know, I get what I got. And then all of a sudden, desire comes in. And when Lexi takes that path of desire, it looks good at first, turns out really bad. Wow. So from that point on, she realized she had to really be mindful of her choices. I love it. What's the name of the book so we can keep an eye out? Too Many Goodbyes. Too many goodbyes. Too that many goodbyes. Lovely. Yeah. Because, you know, you say goodbye to not only people in your life, you know, that are leaving your life or that die, but you say goodbye to the situations in your life, to the mm. journeys that you take that aren't working anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good- goodbyes. It's very well put. Yeah. So that's what I did in the last three years. Goodbye to everything else. Hello world. Now Hello I'm, I'm world. helping people to be a storyteller. That's awesome. <laughs> Love that. So if there are listeners out there that want to connect with you and maybe receive coaching and support on telling their own story or coaching around transformation, where can they find you, Gloria? I'm all over Facebook, number one. <laughs> my, my one website is PPP for Powerful Potential and Purpose hyphen publishing.com. My, my other website, GloriaCapola.com is in revamp mode. So I've got to catch up on that. You could always email me at Gloria at GloriaCapola.com because yes, I do the sole purpose coaching yes. as well. That will never leave me because it's part of who I am, the journey I've taken. And it's the... It's the resource that I use to help people find their purpose in their story. That's amazing. Well, we have enjoyed hearing from you and hearing your story and learning some great tips and tricks that you have put into practice that have enabled your transformation. And And it's still going. And it's still going. going. Yeah, no, it's somebody said to me, they said, you know, you're a great manifest to be careful how you end your book. And I went, oh, I can't tell you what happened. (laughs) 
But imagine, imagine now, because I'm going back to Italy in September, because my character, after I got done, she said, you have to go to Italy. And I'm sitting here going, time, money. I I went back into that tape, right? And I'm like, no, I got to go. And so he's going to come and propose again. You just never know what happens. Let us know the story. And since we're manifesting, we're going to leave the podcast there. So we want our listeners to come back and find out what happens in the end, Gloria. That's you have to right. come and tell us. <laughs> no, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing You're your welcome. story with us. It was so beautiful to hear. And I just love your enthusiasm and vigor for life. It just is a, a symbol for all of what we all need to be doing. <laughs> just yeah. embrace embrace yeah, it. embrace every step yeah and go out there and Thank kick you. ass <laughs> i love it all right let's kick ass, ladies one two three break oh my gosh Thank you so much to our guest today, Gloria Coppola, who shared with us so many juicy tips that we can walk away with today. Number one, know what you want and align your life to those values. Two, take stock of the skills and capabilities you have. Open your mind to how you can use these skills in other places and other ways to rise above your circumstances. Number three, focus on moving forward and don't look back. Number four, learn to ask for help. (laughs) Ladies, I know you have a hard time with that one. I know I do. Number five, take an honest look at yourself in the mirror and own who you are. Number six, listen to and follow through with your intuition because it will lead you to and prepare you for the things to come. Thank you so much, Gloria. We loved your tips and wisdom. And ladies out there, please, if you are loving the Dear Midlife podcast, leave us a review or send us an email at dearmidlife at gmail.com and let us know what topics interest you. 